2: Real quick, before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk, and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out, and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode.
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today on the show, we have Kendall Garrett. Hi, Kendall. Hey. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited to chat with you. But for our listeners who may not know who you are, do you mind giving them a background on who you are and how you got into photography? Uh,
4: my name is Kendall Garrett. Uh, I'm 24. I live in Brooklyn, New York. And- Brooklyn! <laughs> yeah. And I'm a full-time freelance artist up here. My day job is I do like window displays and all sorts of other random things uh, just to pay the bills. Yeah, I got started in photography when I was a kid i my older sister she was so she's like seven years older than me she was a flicker person back in high school (gasps) Yes. yes so i grew up with her like constantly using me and my other siblings as like Models yep. while we were like going through our awkward stages and like, just like feeling <laughs> the most insecure <laughs> but yeah she did like more like self-portraiture work which was like I think very forward for she went to a private school at the time which was like a Christian private school so like oh wow that, they weren't like yeah they weren't yeah. used to like self-portraiture photography so she was kind of like a rebel in that way nice yeah so like I, I picked up on like I don't know, like, she kind of got me into photography because I was like, I'd never seen, like, photography as an art in a way that you could, like, show Mm -hmm. emotion and, like, kind of, like, conceptual stuff and, like, stories behind a photo. And she was like, we had, like, a rough upbringing, so she was able to, like, portray our emotions and our story just through, like, a photograph. Wow. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. And not to mention she was the only one taking photos of us growing up. Like, my parents divorced when I was, like, around 10 or so, so it was, like... She actually got into photography right around that time. So I think it was like her way of coping. Yeah. So like seeing her cope with like all that through art kind of like showed me a way to cope through like with my own like problems and stuff. And at the time I was just like drawing and stuff. But I think like one Christmas I got like a digital point and shoot. It was probably like a, like a Canon point and shoot or like a Nikon or something. Um, And I wanted a skateboard. So it was not really what I wanted. (laughs) But I used it anyway. And I just took pictures of like, I was like 11 or 12. So it's like pictures of like moody, cloudy skies Mm -hmm. and like silhouettes of leaves and like, just like depressed, depressing, like basic stuff. But yeah, then I started like, once my sister graduated, the one that was doing photography, she, I like, I felt the need to like take photos of me and my siblings because like no one else was taking photos of us and my dad had been a really big photographer so i had all these like all these like printouts that he got from like kiosks and stuff so i would just like yeah. spent hours looking through like photos of my older siblings when they were younger but like of course it stopped when like i was around like I, okay so i <laughs> Gonna eat siblings and wow, Wow. yeah. (laughs) So I'm the seventh one,
2: almost the baby. Yeah, Yeah, almost almost baby,
4: (laughs) honorary baby. (laughs) Yes, I'm the baby sister. I'm the youngest girl. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yes, the sister I'm talking about was the third. Is is the third oldest. So there was like a several kids between us. Yeah um yeah so when she graduated I started taking photos of my like little point and shoot I had and I still have them and like I look back at them and they're like my only the only photos like I have of me and my little brothers like growing up and stuff so like I'm grateful to have those um but yeah I didn't really pick it back up again until I want to say like 2016 2015 when I was living in Oregon and I was literally just walking around with a friend we were like we were flipping a coin and like Either like heads would be a right and tails would be take a left. Um nice. and we ended up in a goodwill. Uh, and I saw all these film cameras and I was like, oh my God. Like it's like I've always wanted to get back into photography and like I finally have like money saved where I can buy some. And so like after that day I looked up like cameras. I looked at digital cameras cameras and they were like so expensive and mm-hmm. so complicated and i was like i don't even know where to start and somewhere along the way i got the idea to like look up film cameras and i was like Wow, oh, i might as well like start with the basics knowing nothing about them <laughs> uh, so i went on craigslist and i found this listing for like three canon canon like film cameras one was a canon av1 a canon 70 I want to say and then I, I still have a Canon, Canon EOS 650s so like the first Canon they made that took digital lenses and they were all working I got them for 200
2: bucks with wow. like
4: 9 wow. lenses yeah it was like yeah.
2: 9 lenses <laughs>
5: yeah
2: <laughs> oh, man. I, still,
4: I still use like a lot of them wow yes yeah it was I I was like in Portland Oregon and like the guy it was like his dead aunt R.I.P. also thank huh? you uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like a professional <laughs> photographer and uh he just like was like short on money for the month and was like yeah here's like all these cameras they all work I think and I was like okay and I was like geeking Man, out
2: killer yeah. Oh. yeah
4: so I started with the t70 because it was like semi-automatic uh, it would tell you like what aperture to use yeah yeah the funny thing is though like I shot <laughs> 12 rolls of film before even developing one of them so i had no (laughs) yeah (laughs) because i like at the time it was like 2016 i didn't really know where to go to get them developed like there was this one spot i kept going in portland and it was like supposedly like this family run place But every time i went it was like closed so i ended up going to shutterfly which is like a Mm. chain yeah and i didn't (laughs) I didn't know to get, like, scans. I didn't know that was even a thing, like, digital files. So I was like, yeah, just give me, like, the the prints. And I just remember, like, getting... <laughs> I spent, like, $100 on it. I remember getting, like, <laughs> like, 100 photos back. And I was, like, sitting on the, like, train back to my house. And I was, like, looking through all the photos. I was like, wow, these are all so... Bad. <laughs> like
5: they were
4: like out of focus like the like settings are all wrong and everything but yeah anyway so like six years later i've kind of finally figured out settings
3: and everything
2: yeah yeah yes. <laughs> good good good
3: yeah and now i developed my own so it's great i mean i've kind of come like all the way full circle like yeah. and that's like from zero to 60 i guess is a better saying like yeah you know We all start somewhere and then, like, we've said this a million times in the show where we're all like, okay, well, I've mastered this. What's next? Like, I'm going to develop myself and I'm going to, like, do this and this. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. In 2016, that was, like, right around the time where you could, like, walk into a Goodwill and, like, find a pile of cameras, you know?
5: I
4: know. And film
2: I'm, was so cheap uh-huh. too. Oh my goodness.
4: It was I was buying blocks of color plus for like 30 mm-hmm. bucks. I get yep. like 50 rolls. Yep. Yeah. And yep. so and I never tried like portrait till actually when the prices went up. So like mm. I was like I would shoot like one film stock for like a year and a half. Um, that's the just, way to do it yeah, yeah I just buy the yeah. bricks of it which is like the cheapest way to do it so like mm-hmm. to learn
2: I can relate so much to your to your story of because it was kind of the same for me I went to a thrift shop bought a jankety old rangefinder <laughs> camera that didn't even know what a rangefinder was I didn't know you had to focus it I mean it's uh-huh. so embarrassing oh. to say this on my film photography podcast <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I shot like five or six rolls and didn't develop it didn't change the settings at all <laughs> in the camera just fired through it and the same thing i didn't get digital files i got yeah. prints because that's what yeah. we did when we were younger we got right. prints of everything and i remember flipping i still have them i put them in a photo album and it's labeled like awful don't look at this kind <laughs> of, or something like that and it's just like no focus like everything's out of focus there might be like two or three really good shots that god knows how i even got them but i can i can definitely relate to that story a lot i feel yeah. that
4: I wish I still had the negatives though. Like, so I could at least like try and like re-scan them and like,
5: yeah, yeah.
4: but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I had to move from Oregon suddenly. So I lost like all of the negatives. Uh which honestly was probably a good thing. half of them were terrible. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, got a clean start.
2: That's uh, that's never a bad thing. I just moved recently, and and letting go of a bunch of stuff is so freeing. Yet three months later, you're like, man, I know I have this somewhere. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that's right. I donated it because yeah. I moved. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I need to do that with some like camera stuff, but I'm like looking over at my shelf. <laughs> of like stuff I never use. I'm like, oh, someone else could use yes. this.
3: Uh man. So have you been have you been like strictly filmed this whole time? I'd imagine.
4: Yeah. I actually yeah. have
3: my sisters when I was talking about her
4: name's Kaylee also. I have her original, like the one she was shooting on when I was a kid. So it's like a Canon Rebel XTI, I think. It's like one of mm-hmm. the she like saved. Up. She was like working at Chick Fil A at the time, and like saved up all her money to buy it. Aww. And then she like gave it to me. I don't remember when, a couple of years ago. Uh, and I think I've used it like once or twice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not. I am just like i do not know. Digital just isn't the same.
3: So not I'll, even
2: close. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
3: We're not here to bash digital, but I've been going through. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of told Timothy I've been experiencing like all these emotions like documenting my newborn you know so i i i was like well film is too slow like I, <laughs> i'm gonna be too slow so i i basically i, I bought a, a fuji x pro 2 that was called right that's right yeah and just because i i'm like panicking like i'm not like documenting him enough as a photographer so i was like well digital is faster so i'll just do that and i'm just like i'm like not vibing with it at all and 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 it's like i use digital for work the jobs i have out in la and that's fine but like this like moments at home i'm like i know i'm gonna look back on these and be like why did i shoot this on digital you know Yeah,
2: yeah yeah so
3: i also feel like with digital you have to like go back through them and That's like the other thing, yeah. I'm like, as, like oh, as now I have a to, go. mother, like, what are you gonna go? Yeah, so <laughs> like, download these me? onto my computer.
2: Wow, I didn't and, even think of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then
3: I look at it, I'm like, these look worse on my computer. How, what happened? Like, yeah,
4: because in the moment, you're like, oh, it's so beautiful. At least, like, film kind of has that like glow to it.
3: Yeah, yeah. With film, I found that
4: like now I, d- I rarely ever take the same shot twice.
5: Mm. Yep. So, yes. like,
4: And I only do it if I'm, like, changing a setting or I'm boiling them (laughs) down,
5: which is a whole
3: other story. Yeah, we can't wait to talk about that,
5: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But But that is, like, such a thing from digital, too. Like, I will take the same photo because it's digital. I'm, like, I know I'm doing it, too. I'm, like, click, 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 click. And I'm, like, what? He didn't move at all. He didn't move. He's a newborn. (laughs) He didn't move. Why did I just take six photos of him sleeping? (laughs) Yeah
4: you know into a time
3: lapse uh. yeah yeah um it's just it's just like a weird thing like, i don't do that with film i don't do that because I, I i don't know it's like such an unconscious thing to like not do that it's,
2: yeah you just don't have to there's right. no reason to do that because especially <laughs> yeah. now with the prices of things right too, i know. it's just like uh oh man did uh. i i was so i almost like well, I didn't almost cry. That's a little dramatic. But <laughs> I was putting my camera back in my bag like two days ago and just like fired off a shot. And I was like,
4: <gasps> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> See, I go backwards now when I do that. I rewind oh, it oh, a little why didn't i think of that yeah i'm so cheap (laughs) Uh, i'm so cheap that's what i do i'm I'm
2: right there with you i am so budget these days
4: yeah i mean the amount i've started having to like label my roles really definitively because before (laughs) i like wasn't labeling them so i was like developing blank roles Uh or like half shot roles i was like oh my god i can't afford this i was like there goes like seven dollars worth of portrait 400 yeah that's
3: funny because i do that too with my with my m4 i'll like leave the lens cap on and be like oh oh well and then go forward (laughs) like wait i'm going back (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. give a little
2: crank back
4: yeah yeah i mean i rare i never use a lens cap but (laughs) yeah i put if it's like in my bag and i accidentally do it but yeah i definitely have shots of just like I don't know side of the street something like completely mm-hmm. upside down I'm like oh I, well, that, I
2: mean that's that's got to take us to like you boiling your film because I was yeah. talking to Chris <laughs> right before we came on here I was like how do you go and shoot these shots because I you know I know what's on that roll like I know what I shot and like you're just taking that, like, unpredictable... You could totally destroy a shot that you know... I mean, you you know when you take that shot and you're like, damn, I got... That shot Mm -hmm. is going (laughs) to be fire. And then, like... And you're just like, bloop! And and lighten it up. I mean, how... Please, how do you do this?
4: (laughs) First of all, I started it doing just, like, roles I didn't like. Oh, Um, okay, okay. So, like, roles like, I either, like i think the first time i did it so i got the idea from like a couple of years ago i saw like a lomography article or something about it and there was this guy I think his name was matthew brandt and he like soaked he did like a project on lakes and reservoirs and he like soaked the film in well he made prints of them in the dark room and then soaked the prints in the water from the like photo of oh. like he took it of. so it was like all like cohesive kind of thing and then I, I saw love like,
2: that. Oh, yeah, man. so I took
4: like mm. that aspect of like it being like related to it. And I was like, okay, I'd love to do that. So like, I think the first, well, the first roll I soaked was like water from the East River. And I like did research on it on like what they used to dump on in it. Is, oh, like,
3: oh, gross. Yeah. So <laughs> like,
4: I was like, okay, this is, this is toxic enough to like <laughs> <Yeah>. do something. <laughs> So, of course, I'm, like, going up to the river, like, on the rock, just, like, in Williamsburg, and this man is, like, watching me take this, like, just, like, water bottle that I had just finished and, like, fill it, trying to fill it up <laughs> with the water from the river as it's, like, splashing and hitting my face. Oh. And I have to get it through this like nickel size hole. (laughs) And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. And I get like an inch or two of it. I'm like, that's fine. That's enough. i have embarrass myself enough. (laughs) And so I like walk away and I only soaked it for like 12 hours or so. And it didn't really have an effect. And so like fast forward to now when I started developing my own, I wasn't worried about ruining labs chemicals. And I started like, I was like, okay, what if I like switch up some of the variables, like the temperature? i'm an impatient person <laughs> <laughs> i was like i don't want to soak my phone for like five days i can't wait that all long. right because when i was first doing it i was soaking it for like a day or two and then i was putting it in like a glass of water for like a week and like cleaning out the water until the water would come out clean because so i was like super oh. paranoid i was so paranoid <laughs> and then i would take huh. it to the lab after making sure it was like as clean as possible or i would reschool it into like reusable film canisters okay Cause, like, my worst fear was like ruining other people's film,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
4: Um, so then when I started like developing my own and boiling it, the first thing I boiled was actually Portrait 400, which was a fallacy move, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> but I did it and it was like I had shot it, like, I would always take my uh camera with me to work, and at the time I was working in Hoboken, so I was commuting a lot. And it was right, I would get off at the waterfront, so I'd take a lot of skyline photos. Um, so the, a lot of the photos i foiled boiled in that roll were skyline photos, and, like, the way it came out was, like, more painterly and, like, brushstroke, um, yeah. as opposed to, like, when I soaked it in, like, room temperature water, it came out more, like, bubbles and, like, I don't know, just, like, less... Painfully, I guess. I don't know. It was kind uh, of more like I don't know, like a stagnant chemical reaction, like a slow chemical reaction. Or the like heating of the temperature. I knew like it was like boiling the emulsion off. Uh, and then when I boiled it, I immediately developed it right after. So like I didn't let it dry in between. So that's another oh, like man. loading wow. the loading my film. I was just gonna say, it, yeah, how did yeah, you yeah, even yeah, get yeah, that yeah, on yeah, the yeah. reel? Oh. So I had to like take a glass of water in my like. So I have a dark bag, and I'll like. The amount of times I spill water all over my floor, (laughs) I have to like dip my fingers or the like, the whole, I'll just like dump the entire like film canister in there while I'm doing it blindly. And it like, as it's wet, like once the reel's wet and the film's wet, it's like more, it's easier to like go through. It's less sticky. But yeah, I mean, I definitely obliterated rolls. Like this is, this is how my negatives look. Like, wow this is how <laughs> compared to like also this is how bad i am at taking care of myself but this is a normal roll. um but yeah they're like it's so hard to scan <laughs> scan them <laughs> yeah because they oh, look like fruit <laughs> yeah um but yeah they're just like they're thinner i don't know if you can see no i don't okay. know
2: yeah a little bit oh, wow. a
4: little bit yeah so like it just like kind of does like weird stuff
2: it. I like that it's like st- like almost like a streaking or something. It's yeah. Hard to yeah. So I
4: just posted one. This one was boiled in vinegar, <laughs> expensive wine. Uh, I didn't know it was expensive until after I opened it. It's like seventy dollars. <laughs> so oh I was like, wow! I was like oh, might as well boil some film in this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I boiled my most expensive film, which is Portrait Eight Hundred. Yes. I ruined a lot of the shots, which I didn't love the shots anyway. I kind of like. Went out shooting knowing i was gonna boil it um okay so that like makes it a little bit easier it does hurt my heart though every single time i like drop a film canister in the pot i'm like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it only lasts like five minutes or so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it just like, like the look you get, I, you know, digging through, I think it was on your Twitter where I was seeing the shots of like, where like you were just saying, the emulsion just starts to like rip away. Like yeah. you can't, you can't recreate that other than, you know, lighting that shit on fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's such a, it's such a cool look and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of, Dirty gritty. I, I I just love that stuff so much, and to see you taking the 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 uh, like just having the I don't want to say balls because that's so not the word. But I know what you mean. Yeah, just, <laughs> <The> yeah. Because <oomph. laughs> I I you know I take the roll out of the camera and I'm like my precious little baby. We're gonna put you in here. I'm gonna write down all the little information on there, and when I get yeah. home, I'm gonna you know. But it's so weird that I'm like that because then I'm just like I develop it and I'm like shaking the tank so <laughs> yeah. it like gets all, I don't know. it's so... You're
3: always, every time we have a development hang, you're like, I don't know if these chemicals are good, whatever. Yeah. I'm like,
2: what, yeah. what? <laughs> They're a year and a half old.
3: Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm so scared of using bad chemicals. Like right now
4: I, I have a feeling my chemicals are bad. I'm like, I don't want to risk it.
2: And meanwhile, I'm boiling
4: yeah. my film in like vinegar. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've definitely, I, one of my favorite photos was actually with uh, 120 film which is harder to boil because of the paper emulsion oh, so
2: yeah I didn't even think of that I actually
4: Damn. have a role in my Patterson tank right now that I'm looking at that I need to that I've been planning on boiling but I'm debating whether I want to mix new chemicals or not because uh. I'm worried nothing will come out but yeah one time I did it and I also realized I forgot the little black cylinder so I realized while I was like pouring I was boiling laundry detergent and rosé wine <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just you know, I think it was like 7 p.m. at night, um, <laughs> uh-huh. and I no was like deal. just pouring it back and forth in the Patterson tank, and then I was like swishing it back and forth and just like pouring it back. I'm also like usually not sober when I do this, so I will say that. <laughs> but yeah, I realized that the cylinder was not in there, and I was like, oh my god, I I just probably just like completely obliterated all the photos of mm.
3: light. But that I just... to me once, <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, where's that? Where's the? Oh.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was portraits I had taken with my friend Josh Lee, who also does experimental stuff, but he paints on his negatives with food coloring. It's like
5: a completely wow. different
4: thing. Yeah. 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 So we had like, a, we did like a photo shoot where we just like took portraits of each other. So I was like, oh, great. I just ruined that. But I developed it anyway. And half of it, <laughs> the emotion was literally clear. Like it was just clear. I was like, oh, mm. okay. <laughs> But then like the rest of it, like there were still some pieces on it. And like when I poured the blicks back in it, like chunks of emulsion were like going back in the tank. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. So when it came out, like if I put my finger on the film, I could have like scraped all the emulsion off. Like that's how like weak it was, but I didn't touch it. And I let it like dry. And then I scanned it. And like some of the photos were like crazy. And I never like, that was my first time doing 120 color film. And to see the emulsions like so like the colors so separated, there would just be like a strip and you could tell it was like less layered than the one underneath, but it would be like bright red and the one underneath would be blue. Mm. Um yeah, and then where the negative was, like, where th- all the like, emulsions were gone, it came out, like, it scanned black, of course, because it was not there. Yeah. But, yeah, there was, like, one photo of that Josh took of me, and I almost didn't see it because, like, it was so small. And then, like, I finally, like, I saw, like, my eye, like, a tiny little <laughs> eye. And I scanned it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, my favorite photo ever. And, like, the way the emulsion melted off, like, perfectly crossed between uh-huh. my eyes, like, on a slant. It kind of reminds me of the like david bowie like white yeah. Oh, yeah
5: yeah <laughs> yeah like the yeah. colors
4: came out like blue and red and you can like if you like zoom in you can really see like the chemical reaction happening like i have a print here too yeah so i was like trying
3: like, to look at look for it on your instagram right now so this is of like oh, a 35 wow. millimeter this is in between two frames
4: so like all this color is like abstract like this you'll see like all those dots yeah like, that's the film being like stretched or whatever it's doing in like while it's being boiled wow yeah so the colors are just insane and it's like nothing i could ever come up with like i feel like shitty taking credit for it i'm like i feel like if half the credit goes with film like this is also another one i boiled in tea yeah, yeah that
2: is insane and
4: like the sun came out like so crazy i don't wow. know it's, it's weird, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's something like I never really expected.
3: Um, what's yeah. your favorite prop do you prefer boiling or do you prefer souping like what do, what's your favorite um i definitely
4: prefer boiling okay. i think because i'm an impatient person
3: <laughs> and i like i just i've noticed that
4: kind of the effects come out a little bit smoother and i like that like it's a little bit more dreamier and like yeah like the sometimes they aren't as like harsh obviously the one i just showed you is a little bit more harsh but um yeah i don't know It just like i actually haven't souped anything at regularly room temperature in a while i might do that I also had I want to try to experiment with just boiling hot water and see if the temperature just does something and like if it even affects the colors that way.
2: I mean, it's almost got to because I know if like you don't bring your C41 chemicals up to proper temperatures or they're too warm, you can definitely get some shifting in color and stuff. So that's that's got to play a a pretty significant role in in the crazy that you keep. Like, do you have do you have like a formula that you use or is it it just kind of like you know it's seven i'm on my third beer like it's let's get let's get jiggy with it kind of thing or um
4: it- no it's definitely thought out like i i've definitely had impulsive ones but usually if it's a role i care about uh, now i'm getting more planned out like because i've actually had good results so like now i have like a little like this year i was like i'm gonna buy a notebook and i'm gonna start like writing down so i started writing down like what i'm doing how long i boil it for like and then the effects of it um like what i shot the film at but yeah i do like have like a method what is it saying method behind the madness or something yes (laughs) yeah so like i i know that with tea more smoother effects come out and it was salts more like bubble texture comes out mm. and vinegar does that weird green slime like i just posted a new set on twitter of the of, <laughs> of this roll, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like it comes out like goosebumps slime almost like like nickelodeon yeah 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 (laughs) yeah like lime green or cyan blue um texture and it's kind of like streaked down the negative and it'll go over like multiple frames oh
2: man so so
4: that's why i started taking like the same photo twice because like when i boil or super roll like the photo will never be the same like Mm -hmm. and sometimes I i really do like sometimes just get really lucky with a composition and then the like experimental part of it like lining up yeah i want to i like in the future i'm planning on doing more portraits because i feel like with portraits it'll be i feel like the ratio of it coming out cooler is easier than like when i do like street photography right because like in new york there's so many things like going happening in one photo like yeah so sometimes when I boil it, I will completely ruin the composition that I was like uh, the shots that I was like most excited for, and that always sucks. The most. Or sometimes I like boil it
3: so much that I can't see anything. Wow! <laughs> so yeah, then I'm yeah. like, oh, it seems wow. like an emotional roller coaster. I don't know if I could ever do it.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's a little like self-deprecating, yeah. like masochistic. Yeah, but it's like it's really like. I mean, well, for my day job, like, I moved to New York, started working in anthropology, building their window displays. I started as, like, an intern and then became a display coordinator. They use, like, raw materials, like, and they make, like, these crazy sets and, like, animals and flowers out of, like, Things you would not expect. I made flowers out of like conduit, which is like plumbing Whoa, like pipes. Yeah. I made like flower stems and then like we used like rebar wire and like twisted it into making like an outline, like a whole thing. And like, yeah, it just showed me like how what can happen when you like how like versatile materials and mediums are. And like you can really create some amazing stuff if you just push elements a little bit out of the way. And I think it's like the same with all artists. Like if you push your technique a little bit more, like you might just find something that you're really going to love. And I still feel like I haven't found what I'm like, working towards i like i love boiling film and stuff but i still feel like i'm trying to find what i want to
5: do
3: oh, i was gonna say it must feel mm. kind of like yeah. like a like an addiction almost like oh the next one is gonna be the one yeah. you know like and you don't know because it's it's, it's it's that's part of the process is like seeing what's gonna happen right
4: yeah the last several rolls i've boiled i have not been happy with uh, I've only got like a few photos out of it, but like it just like keeps me pushing to try again. Um, if any, like when I when that does happen, I usually like take a break or I just like develop normally right. for a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like go back to the basics because like the reason I shoot film and like in photography in general is like like I've always just been doing this for myself. Like for when I grow up, because like I have terrible memory. Um, like I can't really remember anything before the age of nine. Uh, so like I really rely on like photos uh-huh. and like journals and stuff. So I'm not really great at archiving. Like there's just like piles of negatives laying around. They're in like <laughs> same, they're same. they're in like yeah. things. They're just a little <laughs> dusty. But yeah, I just like love the idea of having these to look back on. Yeah. When I'm older. And even if I like lose the computer, lose the hard drive, lose the account whatever, like I'll if I still have the negatives, then like I'm fine. I'll be at peace. And like that's why like I always bring cameras to like my siblings' like weddings or like to holidays and stuff like that.
3: I love
2: that. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, not every shot on a roll is, is uh-huh. the one either, too. You know, you, you only get a handful. Maybe sometimes you don't even get any yeah. good shots. I've had rolls where it was just crap, the whole thing. And the reward of getting a shot plus, you know, when you have one of these, uh, one of these like boiled negatives hit you Uh know what I mean like that's got to be so rewarding and just being like and I kind of like that it's out of your hands because I always feel like when I'm out shooting even though like I'm composing it and I'm picking the exposure and all that stuff I mean it's still a crap shoot Uh you know it's film (laughs) it's it's there could be something going on in there that I don't know about or my chemicals are crap or you know just there's always there's always something about it and it's so rewarding when you do when you do get a hit you know know when when you have a win and i can't even imagine like i really want to try to do what you do but like i also don't want to like step on your turf kind You're of thing.
4: <laughs> i mean i i got the idea from other people right. so.
2: yeah 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 i just i have my i know me and i'm gonna also, go crazy black and, and white stuff.
4: soup would be amazing <laughs> that's like what i want to get oh. into more i just don't have back and my chemicals oh yeah, uh, yeah. i actually am ordering xp2 because it's like a c41 so, it's a
2: great film i love that film too yeah yeah
4: yeah but i also know
3: you can like develop black and white and like coffee so i don't know mm-hmm. i feel like Isn't that would that be crazy weird. yeah <laughs> i remember when i i didn't believe that at first i was like no you, that's not <laughs> yeah. it, no. and then I, it's, it's actually a thing i'm like that's insane <laughs> yeah, yeah actually when i was
4: with josh the time i said josh lee we like went out drinking and we were pretty <laughs> And it was actually after that shoot we did, I went out to a bar, then we went back to his apartment and he was like, all right, um, is it okay if you like sit in the dark for a few minutes? I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. He's like, okay, I'm going to develop the role we just took earlier. I was like, oh, what? He's like, yeah, I'm developing it in coffee. And so I just like sat in the dark just like chilling and then all of a sudden he's like he's just like drunkenly like developing film in the bathroom at like 2 a.m that is so and like awesome. of course he's, i'm sorry that's yeah cool. and there <laughs> were these like he's amazing i love him yeah and there were like these cool double exposures he did where he had me like stay put and like so they were like lined up so like he like took one photo of my face and then had me like turn oh, cool. a little bit so like he like lined up the eyes and stuff. Wow. Yeah. It was cool to see his like another artist that like also destroys their film. <laughs> um because his like places his like like scanning setup was as messy as mine, but he like does it with color uh with like food coloring. So that's like a whole different thing. It's like post process. So already wow. yeah. So when I'm doing it, I like have no idea I'm like blindly right, right. ruining mm-hmm. my yeah. photos. But yeah, I, I have a lot of ideas for film, like knowing that like I can boil it and it like a photo still comes out and yeah, something yeah. like cooler than like my like I have the most like boring shots come out and they're like when I boil it, I'm like, oh, this is an amazing uh-huh, shot yeah.
5: because of yeah, the effects yeah. of like yeah, the boiling.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I definitely want to get more into like uh, like portraits and stuff, I think that'll be cool,
3: yeah, totally yeah, I
2: would love to see some of yeah. that stuff, yeah, you yeah. getting crazy with the portraits,
4: yeah. I need, to,
3: I need to start socializing a little bit more. <laughs> Dude,
2: you, yeah. me too, man. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <It's> rough. <laughs> so when did you find uh, the film community, right? Because like, tw- oh. like Twitter is, I mean, we talk about Twitter all the time on the show, how it's like its own like photo. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. monster.
4: Yeah. I didn't really start getting like actually like attention on my photos till like the Twitter like film community yeah. found me, which like. I think it was just by chance. Like I was like furloughed during COVID in like 2020. And so I was like on Twitter more, just like all of us had nothing to do (laughs) for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think like someone's photo like showed up on my timeline or something we're like mutual friends and then like i found someone i was like oh i love this photo and then like he saw one of my photos and then like slowly over time i started making connections and i think that's when i started boiling my film more is when i got more into that community i feel like that community kind of like pushed me to like kind of want to try different stuff because i was like oh people are actually like like i was just posting my photos for myself if you go over my instagram it's like it's just, like, I started, when I didn't have a camera, I was shooting on an iPhone and just, like, you know, like, doing, like, Bisco yep, presets yep, and yep, stuff. Yep, yep. Like, oh, yeah. And <laughs> I was, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, turning, like, boring photos into, like, somewhat cool photos. So, yeah, Twitter felt, like, kind of, like, a, a weird rebirth of, like, a photo community. Like, it wasn't really Flickr. It wasn't really, yeah. like, Instagram. It was kind of, like, a weird mix. Because um, it was more interactive. Yeah, I guess I, like, the group chat, option too. I guess I like randomly join a group chat with someone like was making of photographers. And then you just like start getting to know these people, like chatting with strangers and you're like, oh, these people people are actually funny. And then like, like meanwhile they're in like england or something i'm like like, this is wild but yeah then just like talking about like art and everyday struggles and stuff you just like get close to these people yeah i think the twitter community really like helped me push my photography a little bit more because before then i like didn't see photography as like a place of income Uh like it was literally just for me like i wasn't doing it for anyone else but yeah and like I've shot like a couple portraits for people. Like my sister asked me to do her engagement photos and I did those. And I was like, I was so nervous, but I did them. I was, like, oh my God. These are, I was like,
6: these are actually really
4: good. <laughs>
6: <Yay>. <laughs> yeah. And my,
4: my sister was like really happy with them. And I was like, and my dad was really happy with them. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, it felt good to like, be able to like, I don't know. Contribute to to the world and to like my family and stuff um and being able to like document something so great and like loving and stuff like that um yeah because for a while like in new york i was just doing window displays which is kind of like not the best thing for the world uh because you're kind of just making recyclable materials unrecyclable to sell fast fashion Uh. and it changes every season Mm. yeah and it's just like people don't really understand the amount of effort that goes into something, right? Yeah, and it's like yeah. you're not even, yeah. And like being a full time artist, you don't get paid well, right? If you're like working for a retail company, right. but it was it was a great learning. Like I, I didn't finish college, so I like I kind of used that two three years as like a kind of like I I got to learn from some of the ma- most amazing artists, um, and I like learned woodworking and painting and like. All sorts of random crafty stuff, which has helped me with my photography as well. Yeah.
3: There's like a there's a certain like thing about photography where it could be like, oh, it could be a service that you provide or it could be like art. Right. I dabble in both, but I feel like my art I haven't like zoned in on what that is kind of, you know. Uh, I like always looking at my Instagram like I hate everything that's on here. I wish I had like a style or like a a aesthetic or like I wish you could look at my work and be like, oh, that's crispy photo like duh, like, you know, but now it's just like everything that I shoot. So I I just like love that about photography in general that you could either like I said provide engagement photos or wedding or babies or whatever or you can just be like this is my art and I'm going to sell it and like that's just the best. Right.
4: Yeah, I am very grateful for my position. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if I if I started doing photography as a job, like a main source of income, I think I would start to hate it a little bit, Mm. or I would just, or I think I would just fall out of doing it for myself. Because like when I was doing the window displays and stuff, like when I first moved to New York in 2018, I was working like 60 hours a week and. Yeah, I was working like 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then I wasn't making enough at that job, which was working full-time. And so then I started working at rough Floor and doing their windows overnight. So I'd start. Are you kidding? So then I would go to work. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then I would go to work. I'd go home and shower, kind of like trick my body into yeah. like new day, um, <laughs> eat something. <Yeah>.
5: Good morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey.
4: I uh, just replay the daily uh, yeah. New York yeah. Times podcast. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: Get back on the train, yeah. go back uptown, and just start working like 7 p.m. on Madison Avenue till like who knows when 4 a.m., 3 a.m. till my boss would like kick me out. She's like, You need to go home You have to be back up here, like to go back to your day job at like 7 a.m. So, yeah, I, w- I wasn't sleeping a lot for a while, but the whole time I would just take my camera everywhere. So, like, a lot of my photos. And when I first moved to New York, I was just like subways yeah, <laughs> and yeah, just yeah. like commuting and like middle of the night, empty streets. But yeah, like that first, those first like two or three years are like really helped me get the like work ethic in. So like now I really appreciate the time I have off. Like now I'm able to like freelance just for Ralph Lauren and like I'm able to like have like a week off to do photography yeah. or whatever. And it's like a lot, it's a lot harder because you got to be more self-accountable Yep, yep, yeah, not yep, yep. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. It, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And like, I do everything in my bedroom. So there's no like separation. But yeah, I make it work. I'm I'm very grateful. I've made, I've like shot so much film. Like, I got laid off last February, last January. It's actually like an inauguration day. Oh, whenever that <laughs> <was>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was a blessing in disguise because I was miserable. Yeah. Um But yeah, it ended up working out for the best. But yeah, since then, I've shot. I, I can I couldn't even count how many <gasps> rolls of film I've shot. Oh, man, yeah, and that's when my like experimental stuff really like took off.
2: Now, where does the whole NFT thing kind of fall for you? I, I see that you you participate in that world. Yeah, is that is that is that like a a decent income for you is it are you i mean yeah we chris chris and i were talking before we hopped on here we're just like we still yeah, have we no still, idea what it's about i feel like a boomer i'm like <laughs> for, i don't know what yeah what the
4: kids are doing i was a little worried i was a little worried you asked me about this because i'm not like the most knowledgeable about it but i i have like it has been like a good source of income for like back like for example like the first time we were supposed to do this podcast, I got locked. I like left my keys at work, and I worked in Long Island, so like I couldn't get those to call locksmith. Turned out to be like a nine hundred dollars. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> oh my!
4: And I would Jeez. have not been able to pay that man if I didn't like have some NFT money. Um, so I was able to like cash out some Ethereum. But yeah, I it's been really helpful. I haven't really. I've kind of been out of it for the past few months, like taking a break. I feel like it's one of those communities you need to like constantly upkeep with, like constantly connecting with people, going in Twitter spaces, like (laughs) DMing collectors and stuff like that. And I'm not really a whole like sell yourself. Like I'm not a confident person. So for me to be like, buy my art, but it's an NFT. It's not really my style, but I, I like, I released one collection. I like the idea of having like a, almost like a permanent place for photography and art that's like more of a has more of a like a lifespan i feel like if that makes sense like going into like the future i feel like more technology things are going to meet like technology is going to run a lot of the world right Um, yeah yeah so like a way for this to like kind of digitize like the art worlds like i know right now it's like nft is like there's a lot of things going on with it like there's the whole like cartoon things going on and like yeah i, feel like I
3: just like i don't even know that, like, that's like part of the, what's overwhelming for me is like i don't even know where to go or start or like yeah because you know, it's it just seems overwhelming
4: yeah so i that's why i've been taking kind of yeah. a break the last few months um because i felt like you have yeah. to like if you want to keep selling stuff or being relevant you have to like constantly to keep up with that so like lately i've just been like kind of sitting in on like twitter spaces um with like people i know personally from the photo community yeah. that are more like based on the photo like on the mm-hmm. community aspect of it um and more of the art aspect because there are a lot of like a lot of like people that have bought my art are also like into all that other random <laughs> NFT stuff. So I think it's like people are right because we are so early in it and I kind of feel like a geek saying all this. Yeah. Uh, we're so early. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 but it's only been around for like a year and a half right. or so It's true, though not even yeah yeah so i think like yeah there's gonna be some scams and some like bugs and like shitty stuff happening um i mean like you know when the internet was like
5: first uh-huh. coming about
4: like the shit was happening not that i can speak on that uh, <laughs> yeah. i'm a little mm-hmm. younger but yeah it's just like i think that people are trying to bridge the gap between like the art community and like the more like tech bros and like
3: uh-huh. yeah
4: you know like that whole field because um, there is value in collecting art in photos and I think it's kind of bizarre that like I felt weird releasing a collection of film negatives yeah. as like uh, jvg basically <laughs> but for me it was like a way of putting my art in a place that like it can live forever and it's something like like my first collection i released was drunken skyline so it was all skyline photos that i had shot and then soaked later in alcohol or like tea yeah and so then like each photo i would say like what the film stock was and what i boiled it in and i like priced them low and stuff but i think that's like a, that's a collection i want to continue to like add yeah, on to that's cool it's because all the ones in that collection were all of like New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I want to like travel a little bit more uh, because I still haven't like left the country and I want to like go see some places and like take more photos. Yeah. Yeah, It's just, I I got really lucky because like I had a lot of friends in the community that were also in the NFT space and they sort of helped me get a leg up. It's kind of like a lot of the art world is like in real life too. Like you're in New York. It's all about like connections and stuff like that. But yeah, unfortunately it's not like super easy to get into. Um I wish it was. It's just it's it's so chaotic yeah. right now.
3: It's, it's very chaotic right now, I
2: feel like. Yeah, it's all like wild, wild yeah. west.
3: Yeah. Maybe like a like a basic like an intro to NFT class or something.
2: It's out there. Yeah. There's a bunch of info on the internet. And again, like you were saying, um it was like clubhouse, uh-huh. like what Twitter's doing yeah. now. They have that whole clubhouse kind of vibe thing where you can go in and you know listen to people talk about stuff and And I, the the part that gets me is releasing, I know people, some people have been releasing like sets or series, you know, they'll do the NFT and then they'll do like a print to go along with it. Like that, that kind of stuff really, I'm into that. Like if I get into it, I would like to do like a collection like that, like where you get, you know, you get the token and then you get, like, I'm also going to send you like an 11 by 14 or something like that. And really, and, and the other cool thing that I found out recently about NFTs too, is like, say whoever ever bought your nft if they sell it later there's like an artist kickback too you can kind of put in a little bit of where anytime it sells you still get like a percentage of sales like that's really cool and that's yeah that's huge because i mean i've sold prints and stuff on instagram and i've done like art shows where i've sold my work and there is nothing like selling a photograph you know like something you've made and and you know that it's going to live on forever like you're photos are going to live forever and like that's it's going to be really cool someday you know a hundred years from now if you know world war three doesn't <laughs> happen here but, um <laughs> <geez>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's just wild like i love i love that stuff and i love that it's it's it, I mean, I know there's a lot of like, oh, NFTs, NFTs, like there's there's like a big divide right now of it. And I think it's a lot of people just kind of, you know, it's a buzzword. It's something that you see every time you open Twitter or open Instagram or go on YouTube. And it does it does get a little like, oh, my God. okay, we get it. Like, we get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But also, it's, like, super interesting. It's, like, the future. We got to figure out how to sustain this. Like, we all love this so much. And like you're saying, you know, it's nice to get a little kickback for, like, this passion that you have inside. Like, I mean, I don't know.
4: No, it definitely, yeah. I mean, it's helping me afford the raising prices of film. Yeah. 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 And it's just also, like, I mean, having to, like, this is my first year going full freelance like after losing my job so it's been helping like with my rent in new york which is not cheap yeah and just like random emergencies that happen yeah it's i think it's a it's an interesting era but i do i like i I always just think of like art collectors that have physical art and i feel like it's just like it's because it's on the internet i feel like it's more of a worldwide thing and i Mm. feel like you're gonna get so many more eyes on your work and, like, the possibility of someone seeing your art and being like, oh, my God, I love yeah. this. Whether they buy an NFT or an actual, like, print. Like, even with, like, some of my collectors of like... I hate some collectors, too. This sounds so weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the people that have, like, bought my photos as NFTs have, like, asked me if I would send them a print. I'm, like, more than happy to. Because, like, I would love for them to, like, see my photo in person and, uh, besides just, like, behind a screen right, and everything right. like that. But, yeah, I'm not, like super like diehard nft but it i'm not i it's also helping a lot of starting artists yeah that's continue to make art or even, like, I know a lot of people where it's helped, like, them pay for, like, medical bills for their family yeah. members or stuff like that. And, I I mean, yeah, there are the people that are going to be, like, profiting off of it and doing not-so-great things with the money. But, I mean, yeah. I think that's
3: yeah. everywhere. Yeah. That's Plus everything. Plus, I, I think, yep. like, if yeah. it keeps you inspired to keep creating art, like, that's a win all in itself, you know? Because sometimes yeah. we get discouraged or, like, you know, it's unmotivated and if dropping a new collection is like gets the fire going like it's great
4: yeah you know yeah I mean yeah and also like financially like film is very expensive so for a while like like i i wouldn't shoot for a long time because i couldn't afford it like i couldn't even buy film like most of the time when i would like so sad shoot certain film (laughs) stocks. most of the time i would shoot certain film stocks was just because like i asked someone for film for christmas and they bought me i was like just buy me something random and they bought me something random so i'd be shooting like XR 100 all through winter at night (laughs) because it was like all i had (laughs) Uh, but I got good at like shooting handheld that night. Yeah, That's great. That's so funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Now I can boil more film.
0: There you go. <laughs> oh, <okay>. good.
2: <laughs> there you go. We'll be right back with a listener question for Kendall right after this message from our sponsor.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies.
2: Just wanted to pop in quick and let you know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. We've done a bunch of these already. They're a ton of fun. We develop some film. We talk shop. We laugh. It's an all-around great time. If that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Patreon is the best way to help support the show. Thanks, guys. All right guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from MIG Media and they wanted to know which artist slash person do you think has had the biggest influence on your work? It's
3: a tough question. I That's
4: yeah, she's Yeah, I it's a very big question. I think it would be someone in my life personally. Mm. Yeah, I mean I can't even I feel bad like even naming one. I know. <laughs> But right (laughs) Right. like i would say probably i don't know like my father like i didn't grow up knowing him but seeing all the photos he took of my older siblings Mm. and like how he was able to like capture their life and everything it just really like inspired me to do that for like me and my siblings even if no one else was and also he had an olympus xa2 that Uh, i found oh wow when i was 12 yeah he, he also <laughs> this is a slight flex he also in was a lead engineer on the mazda miata back in the 80s Whoa. 90s yeah. so he's wild that's where i get all the engineer kind of brain yeah yeah, like, yeah things and like knowing a machine and then being able to know how far you can push it <laughs> 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 but yeah he inspired me i think the most like even just like not knowing him growing up like i didn't I was kind of told some things about him and I that were lies. And so I didn't, I had this like warped perception. So I didn't mm. start to get to know him until I was like 18, 19 or so. And that's why like when I started getting into photography a bit more. And it was hard to like re to like like start this relationship over again as yeah. an adult. Whereas like he remembered being my dad when I was younger, but like I didn't, I don't really have any memories right. before the age of nine. So like it was just like everything was kind of weird. But film was able to like kind of bridge that relationship a bit because like he like back at he shot on nikon something like the 3000 and 3000 and something uh it was more of an automatic camera um and then the olympus xa2 and he shot all the family photos on the olympus, olympus xa2 which i recently bought because i wanted to like because like when i found that one when i was 11 i'm going in circles it's okay <laughs> what <When> i <laughs> when i found that xa2 when i was 11 i was like oh my god look at this camera i want to use this and then i was like i opened the back and i was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) i was like where are all the insides i was like what this is the
2: tiniest camera ever and
4: it was like where the film went and i was like is it missing like parts and so (laughs) I just went ahead and used my point and shoot to like take pictures through the viewfinder. <laughs> oh um, man! But yeah, I like at that moment I just remember holding it and being like, "I am one day I'm gonna figure out how to use this." And like so now, like like twelve years or however many years later, like I have the same camera and I'm like shooting photos on it. But anyway, yeah, he he like I don't know. It's film has just been a way for us to just like talk about stuff and like yeah, like his friend That's so beautiful. Um,
5: it is <laughs>
4: you know it's so ugh, it's so cliche and gross not cliche but so Got emotional oh, yeah.
2: come on
4: <laughs> yeah it's it's been cool and like with my little brothers like i gave my younger brother Cooper uh my canon t70 and then like it kind of broke and he fixed it like all my brothers are very smart like engineer like people so i any camera that's about to die i'll like give So like I recently gave him my Nikon L35 AF that was dying out and he like was able to like fix it up cool.
2: like because he's oh yeah. that's awesome yeah
4: <laughs> i love my little brother <laughs> i take credit for them but they're like the smartest the smartest ones out of the family yeah and they're only 21 and 18 so like they've got
3: a whole life ahead of them <laughs> but i'm making sure to push all of my hobbies on them. yeah i'm i'm worried i'm gonna Good. do that with my Good. son and be like okay when like he's gonna be four <laughs> like here's your first camera yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i got them into like skating like i bought my little my youngest brother
4: his first just like skate shoes when I was like thirteen, I was like, you're the first pair." Of yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: uh, but
4: yeah, they everyone in my family is very supportive of everything. We've all been through some shit, but it's cool to see everyone's art kind of flourish yeah, a bit more. That's
3: that's a and
4: yeah. to see everyone branch off like where they go. Like I didn't think I was going to be a photographer, I thought my sister was. Yeah,
3: that's that's a great yeah. answer. Like I love that that the influence is all yeah. As well. yeah. Like, your your fam bam it's beautiful yeah the big old fan it's awesome
2: i know i'm gonna be when i'm editing this i'm gonna be like (laughs) and this
3: is all surface level
4: (laughs) it's literally all surface level uh but yeah amazing no yeah it's family's really inspired me a lot with my art
3: it's awesome
2: that's great that's a great answer all right, we got to give you the two-part camera question. All right, I think I might actually know the answer to this. I could be wrong because I, I mean, I, I follow you on Twitter. And I bet Instagram you do. And stuff, and <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's the uh, part one is the desert island camera. You know, you can only have one uh, for the rest of your life on the island. What's it going to be, and why?
4: It is going to be my Canon F one N. Yes.
5: Right here. Yeah,
2: that's what I was thinking. Um,
4: yep. I actually just recently bought <laughs> impulsively at a camera store when I was working in Princeton, Oops. the FTB. Ooh, that's oh, that's Timothy. That's your. That's my baby.
2: Yeah. 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 I have <laughs> four of them, right? If you can see right here. Okay. I... <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm running a test roll through it right now. So hopefully it works. Um, but yeah, the F1N is my baby. I was lucky enough to find it on craigslist for like 250 for the body and like a auto winder i had been You're like yeah. i know i've been eyeing it for a while because i did a lot of research i wanted the nikon f2s but like they're a little bit clunkier so i did some research and like the canon f1 in for the f1 basically was like kind of the comparable one um and i mm-hmm. like that it didn't run on batteries yep. and the lenses i bought from the from the r.i.p on the professional photographer that died (laughs) like i have a 20 like the lenses i got from there i love like i have a 28 millimeter uh 2.8 macro lens which i love um so it's like yeah so it's like i want You're seeing me longingly look at it. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so I wanted a Canon and I did some research and then I was like, oh, I should get that one. It's cheaper. Then I saw the light meter was better and the F1 in for nighttime. Yeah. So that would be my desert island because I don't have to rely on a battery um, for the light meter. And yeah, it's a good solid camera. Like the only issues I've ever had is like shooting in like 10 degree weather in Central Park. The shutter froze up.
2: So it, oh. it, yeah, so yeah. To like, good to know just, good to know because
4: it's like an almost i think it's like all brass or something body it's super heavy
2: yeah it's a beast yeah
4: it is. that's why i'm excited for the ftv because it's a little lighter but yeah the f1n is like i've had it for like i think two years now year and a half now and i've shot like my favorite photos on it it's never disappointed i do right now have electrical tape just going around the sides because the light (laughs) (laughs) uh there's a lot of light leaks in it or just like one big one yeah yeah Yeah. i tried to reseal it but i think i just i still missed the spot so just being lazy and just putting electrical tape over it
2: (laughs) that's a great answer though and i think I'm pretty sure that that's the Ooh. first for that camera as well. I think so for the, too. For the show. I hate to say it. I, I think b- it is. I
5: think it is. Amazing.
2: <laughs> All right. Well then, we gotta we gotta know the the white yeah. whale. Question number two: Is there is there anything out there in the world that you're you know you're lusting after? You've always wanted to try and own and shoot, and you just gotta have it, but you don't have it. White whale.
4: Uh, so recently, I think I changed it to I've been wanting a handheld medium format. So I recently looked into the Veronica RF six four five. Because it has yeah. the interchangeable lenses um, and has a wide one that I want. I think it's a 45 millimeter.
5: Mm.
4: Yeah. And I, yeah, I just like how compact That's it is. It's a pretty is. camera. I, yeah. I, don't, yeah, I don't know anyone who's had it, so I still need to do some research. I don't know if it's my white whale yet. Yeah. I've also been looking into like the fuji gs six four five so like the little like foldable mm. ones i'm just a little worried about the electronics yeah i yeah. always get like yeah. manual ca- like i have the rb67 and everything cause, like i'm like i don't trust right. electronics <laughs> smart I know, um, I know yeah like my point and shoots from the 80s have all like died and stuff but yeah so if you guys have any recommendations on a handheld medium format camera so i can easily boil <laughs> but in higher resolution <laughs>
2: Man, I owned the, uh for a little while, I had the Fuji, what is it, the GW... Oh, 690? Yeah, like, sick, sick camera. Another one where I was trying to get something else, and I had to, it was the one that, like, I knew I could get, I knew it would sell in a heartbeat if I posted it for sale for a good price, and I really regret letting that go, because yeah. they're they're not, like, as high as some have been going yeah. up to, but... It's it's like not something I can just throw a couple hundred dollars down and buy again. I I but that was and I love I love wide like I'm a big fan of like big negatives and six nine is is a lot of fun. I mean the only downside you get eight shots which is a bit of a bummer but yeah because six four five I think that's what the Bronica is right yeah six four five yeah so you get, you know, what, 15, 16 mm-hmm. shots out yeah, of that. That's, right. that's amazing. And it's very, I always thought that 645 is very 35 millimeter. Like if you're going an aspect ratio, like it really reminded me a lot of that. Right. So I think you should go for that camera because it's a, it's a rare one. You really don't see many people. I think Carson Lancaster, when he was on the show. Like I think that was his his either desert island or his white whale. I think he owned it or something like that. Okay. So it's a and if he's saying it's a good camera <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah,
5: true.
4: <laughs> it's the only issue is it's like two thousand, three thousand yeah. dollars. I know. Oh, I was trying to think of yeah. like what's
3: affordable anymore, you know? <laughs> you no, know, everyone's like the Mia Six and yeah.
4: the Mia Seven. I'm like, those are like five those, grand. those are insane. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's crazy how much the prices have gone up.
2: I know,
3: uh, yeah. I just wish, like, in 2016, I had bought all the me, cats. too, or like in know, 2012 I when I got big in- back into all this, like, I would have bought everything. Oh, yeah, you be, wealthy. Uh, I know. <laughs> I got an M6 oh, yeah. then
2: It was crazy. I was looking at a picture I took I made uh in my apartment. I had like my 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 beast mode cameras were all in my closet on this like it looked like a James Bond shelf <laughs> yeah. in my closet like that's where all my guns and bombs were. Yeah like LED lights. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh dude, it was it was so <laughs> nerdy. Like it was the worst. And I'm looking at this picture and it's like like M7, like M3, oh. Pentax 67, RB67 like every amazing and now it's like i went and purged a whole bunch of stuff cuz it's like these things need to be used and i'm yeah. not using them yeah. cuz they do dry out and they break when they're just sitting in a you know and now i'm just like why did i i know you, you
3: you've I been texting that? me lately yeah, about what, the, the m3 what, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. i sh- like, got a ramp uh-huh. text i should have stole my m3 i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> like, I know how you uh, feel. And I can't
2: just- biggest, re- like one of my biggest regrets, because there is nothing like a double yeah. stroke M3 where it's just like click, I remember click, when you told when like, you're beautiful. like, I'm just M3. I was mm. like, Are you
3: sure? Like, I, don't know, I was like, going to regret that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but look, now I, ha- now I have 12 Yeah, guitars, yeah, yeah. So it's like- <laughs> That's what I told you today.
3: I was like, guitars versus cameras. I don't know.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's tough.
3: I don't even know what my comparable for
4: cameras would be. I don't know. I think cameras, yeah, for me too. Film
3: Uh, for him, it's like I'm
4: glad I don't have. I've never sold a
3: camera. Two things that I'm so passionate about that are like expensive. (laughs) Just one for me.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I the amount of money I've spent on scanners and stuff is just crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other side of
3: it.
2: Man, that even that even blew my mind too. I was looking at I have a Epson seven fifty, V seven fifty, and I was mine's starting to make this like weird growling noise (laughs) when I scan. And I started looking them up and I'm like, Oh my god, the prices of scanners have gone through the roof too. Like I think I bought that used for like two hundred bucks or something. And now they're like 700 you know i'm like holy
4: crap yeah that's crazy i have the v600 i bought from a friend for like a 100 bucks or 150 during Mm -hmm. covid and then i i just got the prime film xa which is a little bit smaller oh yeah um but that one even goes for 500 but i got it from a friend for 350 which was nice but even like the other thing is like having to work with these like old interfaces and programs Mm -hmm. like it's it's a it's a headache in its own Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know, it takes up so much space. and
5: yeah. yeah.
4: Especially when I boil the film and then I can't tell where the frame ends and starts. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> so then I'm just re scanning.
2: <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And then- yeah my scanner can't even figure it out when they're like evenly separated it's like oh, <laughs> yeah. half this picture's over here
4: <laughs> yeah i think this uh prime film scanner is having trouble with the boiled film some of my scans will come out like flat almost like it's a black and white image and I'm like oh weird. yeah i don't know if it's and i'll rescan that image a million times and it still comes out the same way it like and then i yeah. convert it and it looks like sepia toned. i'm like and I think it has something to do with the like it being yeah, boiled. It's like, <laughs>
2: yeah. uh-huh. it's like what's his? Yeah, this yeah, girl it's not reading it. <laughs>
5: really?
4: Yeah, so I might have to switch back to the Epson for certain films.
2: So. Yeah, man, great. Candle
3: this has been anything, no, anything else. This Chris? has been just a fun chat. This has been awesome. Like I said, a good one yeah. for yeah, me to come awesome. back to. I feel like energized now. Yeah. yeah, I'm fired up. Yeah, I didn't realize how much time had passed. Right, and that just, crazy like, every know, time right? we're like, how long have we been doing this? Like, oh every my time. god, over an hour.
2: Whoa! Yeah.
4: It's nice to geek out about this and like you guys be interested in it. Yes. Usually I'm geeking out to <laughs> someone that's like not interested. Same.
3: That's so funny. <laughs>
2: yeah. Every day yeah, at work, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like, but it's really cool. And they're like, yeah, we shot film like <laughs> fucking thirty years ago, dude. Calm down. <laughs> <That's
3: amazing. laughs> um, Kendall, where can everybody check your workout? What's your What's your socials and all that? Um, so I'm still working on a website, so that's to
4: be determined. Cool. But my Instagram is just my name, Kendall Garrett, and then my Twitter is. I I think it's CKG underscore seven yeah CKG (laughs) underscore seven (laughs) sorry I just want to make sure um but yeah those are I post more on Twitter I don't know Instagram I just haven't been feeling it lately and
3: I know dude
2: me too yeah
4: and with Twitter if you um, I'm starting to like under if I boil like the film of a set I'll like post a picture of the film in the pot of like, oh cool, whatever I boiled it in. Yeah, so the most recent one I did in wine and vinegar. Nice. Yeah, I think I did that Man. before a fight. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I'm a little chaotic I love when it. I do it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's the best. (laughs)
3: Timothy, where are you?
2: Guys, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. I also have some film photography related YouTube stuff. Uh, Easiest way to find that, just go to the search bar, type in Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of it there. Chris, where are you?
3: So I am Crispy Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And we have a Facebook page and a group you can like Hmm. or join or whatever. I don't remember how Facebook works anymore. Yeah, I don't either. grandma knows yeah uh kendall (laughs) thank you so much it's been such a such a fun chat
2: yeah it's been awesome
3: thank you for having me i had an amazing time love it all right guys we'll see you in the next one Bye. bye
2: all right first off chris and i would love to thank kendall for coming on the show so great to have you on getting to hear your story getting to share all about your your cooking of film it, it's so interesting we're we're just we're excited <laughs> i know uh i have plans to start uh, boiling some film and some fun chemicals i don't know about chris i don't know if she's there yet but kendall thanks so much for taking the time to come on we had a blast Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for only a buck. You can get the show two days early. We also have our develop and hang nights over there and a bunch of other stuff. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Again, Patreon is the best way to help support the show. For all the Patreons that already helped support the show, guys, we do not know what we would do without you. Until next week, we will see you with an all-new episode. Take care, guys. Later.
1: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.